Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 125. Is a decision really just a peek behind the curtain of thought? You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Changeable. So there's a lot of talk about decisions in my little world. There is anyway about um, where do decisions come from? Are we making decisions? How are they made? Are they made through us? Are they made by us? Um, The whole free will thing, which is related to all of this. So I don't want to go into all of that, um, but I do... I do have kind of an interesting uh, thought about decisions that I wanted to share with you. And it's this, (laughs) what if what we call a decision, when we say, oh, I decided this or I chose that or whatever, what if rather than, than us actually actively deciding something, what if what we're really talking about, what's really happening there is we're getting a little peek behind the curtain of our everyday habitual thinking. So in the case of a decision, like a, like imagine that you have to decide something and you don't know, you know, am I going to move into this house or that house? Which one are we going to choose? And you don't know and you don't know. Well, what is that not knowing? That not knowing is a bunch of thought, right? A bunch of thought that said, in, in my theory, you just kind of what if this and see what works for you. But that that not knowing is a ton of thinking. It's like, oh, I don't know. And this one has these features. And what about that one? And so we're like, or we're just thinking, I don't know. How am I going to decide? I don't know which one. We're, you know, we just get caught up in that. And we we think that that not knowing really means like, oh, I don't know. And, and I suppose you don't in that moment, but not because you don't know and knowing is so elusive and there's a decision to be made and all of that kind of stuff. But just because your mind keeps, keeps spinning in circles saying, I don't know, which one, this one or that one. So it looks as if we decide right? It looks as if we say, well, I've decided. <laughs> I've, I've consulted the pro and con list or I've slept on it or I've done whatever I do. When it looks like we're doing it, there's always something that precedes it that like helps us along. <laughs> you know, like I, I sprinkled my magic fairy dust and I've come to a conclusion. I've come to a decision. We're going to move into this house. And that's fine. <laughs> like, there's nothing wrong with that. But but when it looks like we've come to the decision, it it puts it all kind of on us. You know, it's like, oh, well, how did you come to that decision? And we'll have an answer for that every single time. Well, I talked it over with this person and that person. And then I looked at these numbers and I did these figures. And then I went and prayed and then I went and meditated. Like, we'll have a million reasons that answer the question of how did you decide or why did you decide the one you decided on every single time. But that doesn't mean those reasons are the reasons. In fact, we know from a lot of science that the reasons we give are not very accurate. It's just that when you ask a, a meaning-making, reason-generating machine why it did something, it will tell you 
<laughs> and it doesn't mean it's accurate. It's just just what minds do. They just give you answers to things that, you know, they'll give you a million reasons and they'll all make sense. There'll be a lot of logic in those reasons. But again, what I kind of want to look at here is we have this experience of making a decision, right? We It, it feels as if we put in our thought, we put in our time, whatever it is, or we, again, or we slept on it, or we took a walk or whatever, and something became clear and and the way we experience that or describe it to ourselves or other people is I decided. But what if we didn't actually decide what's really happening is that all possibilities are there. Everything exists already. Anything is possible. It's all there. It's just clouded from, from view a lot of the time. So when you're sitting there saying, I don't know, I don't know, which one, which one? Well, everything exists already. You just couldn't see it because you're spinning and I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. So when thinking falls away, our, our, the clouds of thought part a little bit, we see something that's already there. And then our, which is what we call our decision. We just see what already exists, what's already possible. And then our mind being the cute little self, self-serving thing that it is says, I did that. Yep. I made the decision. I'm so good. Aren't I? Look how I decided. But maybe it's more about realizing what was what was already there when our mind settles down than our mind jumping in and actually actively deciding something. Now, as I say this right now, I don't know how different these two things are, but I do think they're different. I'm going to talk about that a bit a bit toward the end. Um, but again, just to clarify this part, we do have the experience of making the decision. So this is what everyone says. Well, it sure feels like I made it because I sat down and thought about it and I did the research and all of that, right? So we're not, I'm not arguing at all with any of that. Of course, it feels like we made the decision. We have the experience of it, but just because we have the experience of something doesn't mean that's the truth of life. You know, like we have the experience of, of being stuck, like if you feel like you're stuck in your relationship or you're stuck in your job or you're stuck in a habit, we're not actually stuck. The experience of being stuck comes from a bunch of spinning habitual thought. And, and then we conclude, oh, clearly I'm stuck. <laughs> and we look at our actions and say, see, it's been this way forever. Clearly I'm stuck. Well, you're not stuck. <laughs> you're in thinking. You know, you, you have a bunch of habitual thinking there, but you're not actually stuck. But we sure have the experience of that. We have the experience of being unhealthy or, or not being loved or being alone in the world or being the only one who has some problem or some issue. And none of those are ever the truth of life, ever. So we can have all kinds of experiences, including the experience of making a decision, but that doesn't mean that's what's really going on. So we're just kind of looking a, a bit deeper. And the reason, the reason I feel like we don't, that we aren't the decision maker is because we don't put our thoughts there. You know, like even if you say, yes, I made the decision of which house to buy because I talked to all the realtors and did all the research and made all the pro and con lists. 
well, what gave you the the wherewithal to do that? Like what put it in your head to call that other realtor and get a different opinion or to check that site and look at their stats or to even know what to pro and con, you know, like which features to even consider. I mean, if you really look at it, there are infinite, endless possibilities of things we could possibly think about. But, but we only think about the things we think about and where do those come from? Not because we put them there. We're not in charge of that. We respond to what shows up in our experience. So for me, again, and this isn't, uh, don't, I don't, I'm not making this into a bigger, like we don't have any free will kind of conversation. It's just when we're looking at decisions specifically, I just don't know about us taking all the credit for it because we don't even, we don't, we're not in charge of our own thinking and what shows up and what opens up and what doesn't open up. That looks a little bit more like being in the flow of life and like something like grace or wisdom is is kind of behind that, not us. So I think we're a little bit hard pressed, in my opinion, to kind of call ourselves the decision makers, even though we absolutely have the experience of it at times. Sometimes we really have the experience of it. Like, no, I sat down with these two things and I said, okay, Amy, at four o'clock, you're picking one. And I picked one, you know, I mean, it can get really like that where it's like, I made this happen. And I think there's more going on than that always. So I want to share a few examples. One, uh, the one that brought this up for me and gave me the idea for this episode is not one that you'd typically, it's not something you typically think of as a decision, um, but you might. So I can remember, I think, I'm, I'm guessing I'm not alone in this, but like my family, when I was younger, had, um, you know, we just grow up, we just grow up with these people and then we're kind of looking around like, oh, like, you know, okay, this is how life works. You know, how you guys say life works because that's, those are our people. And, and I think when we're really little, that's just how life works and we don't even question it. And then you get to a certain age and you kind of meet other people and you, you know, get out in the world a little bit. And you sort of see, oh, maybe there's something that's not so solid and the way it must be, you know, from what I've learned. So one very clear, and I have a lot of these, but I'll just share one um, example for me and my family is that the women in my family, um, particularly my mom and my grandma, uh, love to talk about kind of or or did at one time, I shouldn't say that they still do this all the time, but at one time they absolutely loved to talk about like how horrible it was to be a woman. So if everything was hard and unfair and painful and their favorite example of this was childbirth. So they both hated being pregnant, um, had not great childbirth experiences. Um, and it was almost like a almost like a one-up sort of thing where the winner was the one who had the more painful experience. <laughs> so unfortunately, my mom's experience with me, I was like six weeks overdue. She was really sick. I, all kinds of bad things happened to me when I was born, um, like just not healthy, not natural or good things. Um, uh, yeah, she was in labor for four days off and on. It was just a mess, right? So 
she always wins. <laughs> she always won that competition. But the others, you know, even though they they weren't really my her experience with me, man, they'd they'd fight for the win. Like they would come in. Oh, but what about this? And did you have that? And did you have this symptom? And did this thing happen to you? And and I remember like listening to this over and over. And at first it was like, okay, yeah, I guess it sucks to be a woman and this is just going to be horrible. But then getting to a certain age where I was like, wait a minute, they're competing for who's who's suffering more. Something in that just doesn't compute. Like, I don't want to play that game. Do I have to grow up and play this game and try to have a really horrible childhood, you know, or childbirth experience that so that I can be the winner? Like, no, thank you. I don't want to play this game at all. And and I can I can really remember sort of feeling like I was deciding at some point I'm not playing this game. I could see, oh, this is like a this is like their sort of story. And even if it's a hundred percent real and true for and it is obviously a hundred percent real and true for them and all of that. I was old enough at that point to have met other people and seen other reactions and stories and stuff. And I thought, okay, I'm not going to do this one. This is this is where I go a different direction. I'm going to have a wonderful, I'm going to love being a woman and I'm going to have a wonderful childbirth experience if I ever get to have one. And I'm um, just not playing that game. And it was really clear to me, really, really clear to me. Like, no, this is not going to be my path. Just because I'm born into this family, that is not going to be my path. Now, and it wasn't, by the way, at all. It was mine was the complete opposite, complete opposite. Um, and and it's interesting because now I th- I always said like, oh, I just decided, and it really felt like that, like in the because because there was that mo- those moments in time where I could sort of see and really sense you can you can be accepted into this game with them. Or you can take a different path and really have some different experiences. And it felt so much in the moment like I chose the other path. I chose it. I got to pick, right? And I chose the one I chose. And and part of this is just language, right? I think if we're just if I'm describing this to someone throughout my life or something, you know, that's maybe how you'd say it. It's like, oh, I saw that, you know, the game they were playing and I decided that wasn't for me. Like, it's just our language to say it that way. But I don't know, the other day I was out for a walk and I was just thinking about this and it, and thinking about several of these moments, that's just one, but there were several where I saw things around me and saw how, um, I was being kind of pulled in that direction just by virtue of being around the people I was around. And I broke from it. I saw that I didn't have to go there. And I I decided, which is really how it felt, that I'm gonna I'm gonna have make some different choices and have some different experiences. And it really struck me while just recently, a couple of weeks ago, when I was out walking and thinking about this, oh, I don't, I don't know that I decided. I mean, of course, I don't know that anybody decides. But maybe what happened is something more like in those moments, I just saw that there was more possible. And then my mind jumped in and said, oh, that's what you decide. We're going to take credit for this. <laughs> Look at you making a different choice, you know? And then there's so much backstory that could come in of, ooh, like, I didn't really have this with mine, but, you know, we could be like, it could be a risky choice and we might get shunned and, you know, or it could be the brave choice, you know, there could all kinds of stuff that our mind would attach to what? 
simply seeing another possibility and seeing that that's, the, that's our path as a different set of possibilities. So again, that's not the most traditional kind of decision sort of scenario, but I don't know. I think it's really interesting to kind of see that. And I was thinking about it with other decisions. I just love seeing how decisions or choices or outcomes kind of come to be by a thought showing up that we don't make happen, shows up from out of the blue and it grabs our attention. We notice it and inherent in our attention in that thought is an action or another thought or a feeling, all the same thing. And then there's a momentum that's just sort of pulling us along. And I just think it's so big to see that because otherwise, like, why is this important? It's important because, or it's helpful because if we think we're the decision maker, do you see all the, all the emphasis and pressure that puts on us? Now we're in a completely different place. If we think, oh, and, or, and we do this with others too, like, oh, you could have decided differently. Like, yeah, my mom maybe grew up listening to my grandma and her sister, who knows, uh, or her mom or whatever, you know, talk about painful childbirth. And, and I could look at my mom and say, well, you just followed the pack. Like you could have made a different choice and had different experiences, but she couldn't have. If she could have, she would have. Well, of course, of course, right? But she couldn't have because those thoughts didn't occur to her. Luckily, thankfully, those thoughts occurred to me. There's a whole lot of other thoughts that haven't occurred to me that I wish had, but I just don't see it that way. They just didn't show up. So do you see what I mean? Like how, I mean, especially when we're judging others' choices and decisions and opinions, which we do all the time, we put we put it all on them. Oh, you grew up in a, you know, abusive family or this or that. Why did you choose to kind of like follow that instead of going, well, they they didn't choose that. They're, they're, they're there in whatever capacity they're there to whatever shows up through them. And, and we do the best we can see to do through all of that. But even with us as the decision maker, when we think, oh, I have to decide, go back to something simple. Like I have to decide which house I'm going to buy. If that's on you, what you're doing is going straight into your head and hanging out there, which is exactly where I don't know lives. You know, you're going right up into all the veils of of thought that are covering up all the possibility and you're playing up in those and you're saying, well, it's on me. I have to decide. And how do any of us know to decide? Of course, we think about it. We use our heads. We do all that. Even if you are, a, I'm going to go take a walk and then I'll decide, you know, there's still, there's still so much emphasis and attention put on us. But think about this. Like if if we don't make decisions and instead we realize what is already always possible and we realize what is already always possible, which is everything because any path is available. It's just it's just where we're tuned in, which what we're tuned into and what opens up to us. So if anything everything is already possible and it's more about us realizing an answer or realizing a direction or realizing a choice, that puts you in a very, very different position. You don't decide, 
you realize what is already available to you. I mean, can you feel the difference? You have to decide, like just even saying decide literally like makes my head hurt right now. But if it's done, it's taken care of and you are just going to realize it when you realize it. Oh my gosh, completely different. It opens you to being curious. It opens you to life being a mystery. You know, the the wonder and the awe and oh my gosh, I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder what I'll realize. I wonder where this is going to head, which is so amazing. Like that's some of the the best feelings humans have is wonder and mystery and awe. So it 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 keeps us humble. Keeps us humble to not think that we decide, but instead to play with the idea that we we realize. It keeps us open. And it keeps us looking for at life, I think, in a new way. Because if we have to decide, our vision gets very narrow and very focused. And that means our vision gets narrow and focused and our mind gets very narrow and focused. Our mind closes and we aren't, we aren't as expansive and tapped into bigger things. But if we're realizing it's done already, it's done already. It's out there for us. We don't have to do the heavy lifting. We're just waiting to see what's going to occur to us and what will be sparked within us and then where we'll go from there. The whole process is already underway. Then, oh my gosh, it's like, what's in this gift? Let me open this one. You know, it just feels like Christmas morning. Like, wow, this is so different than having to decide. So, We get to stay out of the equation, which always helps everything. We get to be hopeful. Life gets to be a mystery. And and it feels kind of magical. And listen, it doesn't mean that we aren't going to do work. We are. but, But you're waiting to realize what work makes sense to do. You know, you're behind the energy of life instead of with your head out in front of it trying to manage the whole thing. And it just makes an enormous difference. The 2021 Change Coach Training is filling up. If you're feeling drawn to this training, but you have questions or concerns, I'm doing a Q&A session on Monday, December 7th, where I'll answer all your questions and speak to the common concerns that I'm hearing. I'll also share a special business building bonus that I'll be adding to the end of the six-month training. I know that anyone can make an amazing living at this, but a lot of the people I've been talking with don't know that. So this bonus is designed to give you a huge boost when it comes to getting started in your coaching practice. To register for the Q&A session, go to dramyjohnson.com slash changecoachqa. Although it may not feel quite the same this year, it is officially the holiday season. That means it's still a time when a lot of people struggle with stress, pressure, feelings of obligation, all of which tend to lead to all the overs, overeating, overdrinking, overspending. It may look like the holiday season is a stressful time of year and all of that overing is just part of life, but of course, that's not actually true. So last year, I created a four-part video course called A Brand New Experience of the Holidays that spoke to those issues. It helped people see that holidays are not stressful. They're not inherently anything, which means they can feel like anything. This year, things are a bit different. So I created two brand new videos for the 2020 holiday season. you'll get six videos, the four from last year on those always relevant holiday concerns, and then two brand new videos specifically about navigating holidays with social distancing, 
political and other differences of opinion with family members, inability to travel and loneliness, health and financial anxiety, and a lot more. So head over to dramajohnson.com slash holiday to watch video one completely free. And if you like what you see in video one and you want the other five, you can use the promo code changeable30 to bring the price of the full course down from $67 to just $37. So you save $30 just because you listen all the way to the end of Changeable. Holidays are not inherently stressful, even in 2020. I can't wait to see what's possible for you this holiday season. 